It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Upfront program for this uh, Wednesday. Today, uh, we're going to continue our program that we started back in... Uh, in early July, because there were so many candidates in the primary field, meet the candidates. We've met them in every capacity you can think of, uh, from um, from the congressional candidates uh, on the federal level to uh, those running for state office during the primary. And then, then of course, we get to deal with our own local elections. Thirteen candidates running for city council. Six candidates running for five spots on the school committee. A lot of people to interview. And we are continuing to do that. Alan Waters will be our next interview after we uh, talk with James this morning. And uh, he'll be here on Friday. And um, just uh, talked with uh, Governor McKee on um, yesterday. And so he'll be here um, a week from this Friday. And uh, he wants to be uh, reelected to... Uh, to the governor's post here in Rhode Island, and Ashley uh, Kalis putting up a spirited campaign. Anyway, let's talk about the general treasurer race. And um, so there was a primary earlier uh, this year in September. We had a couple of uh, candidates out there, Stephen Pryor, Rhode Island Commerce Secretary. He was here, and uh, we uh, chatted with him about uh, being the, um, the general treasurer of the state of Rhode Island. And uh, he was um, rather impressive in his interview with us. And uh, he wanted to uh, continue to secure retirement for our public employees and strengthen the state's uh, financial footing. And uh, he said recent treasurers, this is Stephen Pryor when he was here, recent treasurers have helped to stabilize our pension fund and our finances. And he said that... Uh, there was an intensity that was needed for this particular thing in the general treasurer's office. And then, after his visit, James Deoser uh, stopped by. Uh, we interviewed him a number of times since we've been doing this show for a million years as uh, the uh, candidate for mayor of Central Falls. And he became the mayor of Central Falls and then became the unmayor of Central Falls. Anyway, uh, he was here and he uh, gave his uh, pitch for being... General Treasurer of the state of Rhode Island. Well, anyway, the primary takes place. Diosa wins. And uh, so he becomes the Democrat nominee for General Treasurer. And the name that was sitting there all along uh, during the primary, I kept seeing, seeing this name, uh, James Lathrop. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yeah. Or is it Lathrop? Uh, Lathrop. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, put, okay. we'll put a L-A-Y to it. Lathrop. Yeah. All right. Uh, James Lathrop. Uh, I saw that name uh, for months, but uh, he didn't have to worry about a primary. Oh, did you? Uh, nope. I don't remember yeah, anybody no, running no a primary. Country. Hey, welcome to Winsocket. Welcome. Well, well thank program. you. Great, you know, great community. I've got a chance to be up here a couple times during the campaign. Um, as we were talking before, I went to Bryant University, so I'm a little more familiar with uh, Northern Rhode Island. All right, let's begin uh, with the biographical sketch. Uh, I, uh, I printed it from your... Uh, from your website, uh, and I see a picture of uh, you and your wife, your daughter, and the whole thing were there. So uh, let's uh, get a little bit of uh, the uh, human side of uh, James Lathrop, and then we'll uh, talk about uh, whether you can add or subtract, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So um, I uh, grew up in a community called Basra, Connecticut, um, just over the border. Uh, my family was in the trash business. We lived on a small farm. Um, came time for college. Uh, Dad said, you're not working on the trucks. Um, you need to go and get an education, but here's the budget. And uh, I fell in love with Bryant when I visited, but it was a little out of our price range. Joined the Army Reserve. I served six years in the reserves to help to pay for school. Um, graduated from Bryant. Became a CPA working in public accounting. Um, started my own practice. Um, got into some other businesses, self-storage, movie theaters, um, some commercial real estate. Um, got into public service. Uh, there's a gentleman from Basra, Connecticut, Sam Gageson. He's a Democrat, congressman, dairy farmer. Kind of inspired me that um, regardless of where you come from, um, if you want to serve the public, you can. And started to... Um, work in municipal government. I went back to school. I went to uh, NYU on the weekends, got my master's in public administration. Um, I've been in Hopkinton, in Portsmouth, the city of New London, um, North Kingstown now, Westerly, uh, Providence Business News, CFO of the Year a couple years ago, the RIPAC, uh, Goodwich recipient for service to taxpayers. Um, pretty normal guy. I'm a number cruncher. Um, and that's big part of that why I'm running is that the treasurer's office is a elected position, but it's extremely technical and it's become too political and run by politicians that um, don't always have their main objective is doing a good job at treasury. They consider worried about their next uh, run for office. You know, I've told people very clearly, this is what I aspire to. Um, I don't have any other aspirations as far as politically. Uh, my wife will not let me run for anything more politically. It was tough enough to let her let me do this. Um, she's a Rhode Islander for four generations, I believe, now in South County. Um, so, um, yeah, that's a little bit. My daughter, grown, um, grown daughter, she's 25. Um, she was a social worker in Philadelphia. She just became a uh, licensed school counselor. She's working with uh, students at risk in the Philadelphia school system. Um, very proud of her. And I tell people, you know, I'm very fiscally conservative, but um, growing up and have a belief that we have social responsibilities to our people. Um, and I've instilled that a little bit in her. And as general treasurer, you still can add and subtract and divide. and you know, Yeah, you do, you, I'm right? pretty good at that. Stuff. You're good at that. All right, that's a kind of a good place to start. Hey, um... Um, this is a talk show, always has been, and you're welcome to, if you have a question for the general treasurer candidate, you're welcome to call in 769-0600-766-1380. And then we have our email. That's what I'm doing right now is refreshing the email. Upfront at WNRI.com if you uh, would like to uh, put a sign on your lawn for uh, James uh, Lathrop, you're welcome to do that. Uh, would you welcome that? Do you have any signs? I, I do, and if I, they go to my website, they okay. can just click and give me their address, and we'll deliver a sign in a couple days. Have any in your trunk right now? I do. All right, see? See how prepared <laughs> he is? He's going to make a good general treasurer. All right, so um, uh, so I'm going to begin uh, uh, at the top of the programs. I like to prepare for my program, so um, uh, I was told that uh, Bill... Um, Anyway, Bill from uh, from WPRO uh, 
Bartholomew, yeah, Bill Bartholomew. He's um, he's one of the people that work at PRO, and he was uh, organizing an interview and a debate between Mr. Diosa and um, Mr. Lathrop. And, and it took place yesterday. I listened to it on WPRO. I listened to some of the commentary after the program with uh, Dan York. And, um, and so uh, that helped me prepare a little bit for the program in addition to doing some research uh, on, um, on you. And then also on the general treasurer's office. I, I, you know, every two years I do a series of interviews with the candidates. So I do know that it has something to do with money. So uh, that's where we'll uh, kind of start there. Um, in your, uh, not going to the debate yesterday, but on your website, uh, I think that's where it says that you're distinguishing yourself. And you talked a little bit about this in your opening remarks. What do you want in the General Treasurer's Office? A seasoned politician or do you want a seasoned financial guy? Is, is this like the main thrust of your campaign? This is. I mean, the Treasurer's Office has a very limited role. We manage the pension um, investments. We manage cash. Um, and we have a couple other programs. And we issue all the debt for the state. Um, you know, the pension is, depending on the day, that 10 to $12 billion dollars. About another $80 billion runs through that office on a regular basis. Um, we do the victim crime, the unclaimed property, 529. Um, one of the programs that I really have been pushing that the treasurer's office has, it's called Rhode Island ABLE. It's like a 401 account for people who have um, disabilities to put money aside for their children or family members. Um, it doesn't get enough attention doesn't have enough resources and I think that's something that we can do a little bit more about. Um, I'm a big advocate for mental health. I've sat on some boards for mental health organizations in the past and financial pressures um, just add to um, stress of people's lives and I think it impacts mental health. It's something that I'd like to do and it's it's not like that we can give them money, but I think to provide some training and some resources. We talk about financial literacy of our children. It's also our adults. Um, many adults, um, as they transition to different phases of their lives, um, need to understand how some of their finances um, impact them and what can be done um, for them. So in listening to uh, the debate, uh, it sounded like, uh, from a layman's point of view, if you listen to it, uh, that um, the Rhode Island General Treasurer is a pension manager. And you just, you just talked about some of the other programs within the agency. Yeah. But isn't there, what about managing, uh, do you actually have every dollar that's on, on, um, in Rhode Island, uh, is it part of your management? Like, for instance, we got millions and millions of dollars from American Rescue Fund. Is that on deposit at the General Treasurer's Office or do they keep it somewhere else? Nope, it's all on deposit at the Treasurer's Office. While we don't determine how it's spent, um, we actually cut the checks and reconcile the accounts and, and manage cash flow. Um, that's one of the issues back in 2020. The state did have uh, a potential cash flow issue. Um, not that they had a financial issue, it was just a timing mechanism. Um, one of the things for myself is I'm always aware about the bad times and what if. Um, most municipalities have the ability to do what they call tax anticipation notes. It's just to borrow money for 90 to 120 days. Currently, the treasurer's office doesn't have that ability. That would be something that I would bring up um, to legislation so that if we have just a timing issue that the treasurer can borrow money because we want to keep those bills and that money flowing. 
Um, and it's understanding those concepts that makes me a little bit different than my candidate. I don't mean to uh, criticize the current general treasurer, but I will. Like, for instance, say the treasurer's office bought some ads here at the radio station uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, the, the, the balance that every month a statement goes yeah. out to them. And it's still unpaid. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't understand that. Do we have enough money to pay a $500 advertising bill? Oh, we, we, we do. Could and you look into that? Oh, you're not the general treasurer yet? Not the treasurer, but that would be a... But how no, does I, that happen? I mean, is it is it? I know you're not running against Seth Magazina, but what? Uh, why don't you assess what that office is all about right now? I know he's running for Congress. Yeah, it, you know the the office again. That's why I'm running. The treasurers in the past, the last few, have not concentrated on the office. You know, they wanted it to build their resume, um, to help them raise funds for their next campaign run. Um, Again, the treasurer's office handles hundreds of billions of dollars. There's a lot of people who um, want a piece of that action and are willing to do whatever they need to do to get it. Um, you need someone to have focus. And that's one of the things that I've done in the past. Uh, just in North Kingstown, we were owed over $3 million in back taxes when I came five years ago. Um, we're now down to $2 million. You know, um, we weren't collecting our taxes. We would collect about 96% of the taxes that were billed. We're now up to 99%. Um, you know, those are the little issues. And you say, well, it's only 3%. You know, North Kingstown, we have a, a budget of approximately $120 million. When we talk all funds, it's probably getting close to 150 to $170 million. So a couple of percentage makes a big difference. Even the treasurer's office, you know, we pay investment fees of 1.8%, almost 1.9%. It's about a almost two, um, $200 million a year in fees. You know, just by reducing those a little bit, it provides more assets that we can address our pension issues, address COLAs, address some of the other issues at the state. Um, it's someone who re really understands the big picture and is not just putting out fires um, I always talk to people that I always want to think upstream, you know, what's causing the problems, what's going on, and, and that's how you make real improvements. Yesterday during the um, WPRO debate, um, Mr. Diosa defended uh, himself as qualified for the uh, office of general treasurer by saying, hey, uh, look, at when I get in there. If he does get in there, when I get in there, there's a whole bunch of staff already in place, all kinds of accountants and financial experts and so forth. What they need is leadership, and uh, I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to have an accountant's background. So why don't you um, talk to us about whether, in fact, a person who is a finance director already and has an accounting uh, background, uh, whether you're going to conflict with all those professionals there. <laughs> <laughs> or whether, in fact, you're the you're the guy that uh, maybe could um, could integrate yourself very nicely into that setting. Well, uh, you know, leadership is not a title, and and that's what Mr. Diosa forgets. Uh, uh, just because your name mayor doesn't mean you're a leader. Um, leaders can lead from any part of an organization, and he also has to consider that you know Central Falls has a sixteen million dollar budget. Um, just the treasurer's office. I think it's about a thirty-eight million dollar budget. Um, 
there is a big difference. And you have to know how to pick the people around you. You know, Central Falls had some issues where they moved half a million dollars from the pension fund to their general fund illegally. They overtaxed people. Um, they had to do refunds. Um, it's because he didn't understand the concept. And while he was hiring people, he didn't understand what they were telling him. So you can hire a lot of great people around you, but if you can't understand or have um, some basic knowledge, you're completely blind um, in trusting them. And they weren't the ones that people elected. They elected you or they elected me. Um, the buck stops with us, and that's what leadership is about. Um, I always tell my teams that, you know, I'm going to always give you all the praise, but I'm also going to take all the responsibility when stuff goes bad. And that's what we need to do. And that's what he forgets. And, you know, James isn't a bad guy. You know, he's made some really bad decisions, but I think it all comes to a lack of maturity. Um, you know, from the traveling on the taxpayers' dollars, not, you know, being up front with it right from the beginning to different investments that he's made in cannabis companies. Um, it's it just an ongoing process with him. You know, there's a difference between a 30-year-old kid who has said, I own no investments. I have no stocks. I have no bonds. And now he wants to manage hundreds of billions of dollars. Um, experience matters. Qualifications matters. Past success matters. Accomplishments matter. And, and that's the difference. Um, at the end of the day, the treasurer's office, I keep going back to it. It's an elected position, but should not be political. I trust Rhode Islanders. I, I am a Rhode Islander. It's my pension money, you know. I believe that they're going to elect the best qualified person and um, forget about this uh, political nonsense between Democrats and Republicans. Um, let's just get some good people in Rhode Island and let's move forward as a state. Um, we're going to take a break in a few moments, but I'm a little bit puzzled. Dan York is, I think he was puzzled too. I was listening uh, um, I listen to other radio stations. Maybe I shouldn't do that, but um, I guess it's... Uh, Probably the best way to know what's going on in, in the industry. Anyway, Dan York was saying he can't figure out why you may not win the election. Because uh, he concluded, Dan York, that you're the clearing away, I think he used the word, phrase, of uh, the best qualified candidate out there. I guess my question to you is, since you're the candidate... Uh, have you discovered that uh, when you talk to people, uh, you, you tell them what uh, what your credentials are, and uh, I, I, is that is that still not good enough? You're just not a Democrat. Well, I, I think when I talk to people, it's I I win them over pretty easily. It's it's while we're a small state, we're still a big state, and. Um, I'm not as well-funded as the Democrats. I still am working. You know, I'm working part-time now. I'm using up all my vacation time, which my wife gets on me a little bit. Um, it, it's difficult. And, you know, when you were talking in the beginning of this segment about how many people are running and how many offices, and I think it's nice to see people engaged. And I think this election, more than any, People are becoming engaged because they're feeling the pressures of the economy in their pocketbook. And that's the best way to, um, when it impacts you, people start to um, want to learn more. And as they just check me out, see my history, 
um, and compare the two, um, they'll vote the right way. But it's still politics. It's still Rhode Island. Um, it's still difficult. You know, I started off slow. A lot of people said, oh, you're a Republican. You're never going to win. And all of a sudden, as my message kept going and people started to turn, you know, I get more responses from Democrats right now is um, I had a gentleman call me. Council 94 endorsed me, the largest uh, state um, union for state workers, state municipal workers. They never endorse a Republican. And, and even they said that, you know, our membership came back to us after listening to you and said, why aren't we, why aren't we talking in, to this gentleman more? Yes, I was going to ask you about that, and I, I will ask you about that right now. Then we'll go to our break. Uh, so, Council 94, uh, uh, it's not like they like you. They're just protecting their rear ends on their pension, and they figure you're the guy that's going to do it better than the other guy. Uh, so, yeah, you get a, a union endorsement. I, I guess maybe that's the most complimentary union endorsement you could a ever get instead of a rubber stamp that says, oh, well... He's a Republican or he's a Democrat, so therefore, boom, we're going to support him. Uh, they're supporting you in spite of, I get the impression. Am I wrong? Yeah, well, I think they like me a little bit, I hope. A little and, bit more uh, than that? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, I, I got to give it to their leadership that it was very difficult. I, you know, I met with a lot of the unions and privately they said, Jim, why can't you have a D in front of your name? And I said, because I'm... I'm a Republican, you know, I'm a moderate Republican, but I'm still a Republican at the end of the day. And I'm not going to change who I am just to get someone's vote. You know, Popeye used to say, I am what I am. All right. Uh, when we come back, um, if um, somebody wants to uh, ask a question of our uh, candidate, you can do that. We'll uh, grab some calls. Right now, it's a commercial break, as we say. If you need a plumber, I hope you'll consider Ray Dion, Dion's Plumbing Systems. From Cumberland, serving the greater Woonsocket area, we do residential and commercial work. We work on kitchens and bathrooms, heating systems, drain cleaning. We're licensed, we're insured. Over 30 years' experience from Ray Dion, you can expect clean, neat, dependable, and courteous work. So when the pipes burst, think of Dion's Plumbing first. The number to call is 334 6060 Dion's Plumbing Systems. We do bathrooms, kitchens, heat and hot water systems, and all kinds of special work as it relates to plumbing. Dion's Plumbing Systems. Think of us. We'll do it right for you. Roger Pickard is on the ballot November 8th, seeking re-election to Senate District 20. Roger has been a strong voice in our community, working on tax relief for Woonsocket and Cumberland residents, including the complete elimination of the car tax, appropriated $500,000 to support Landmark Medical Center's new Resident Doctors Program. Supporting health care, including passing the cap for out-of-pocket insulin costs at $40 a month. Helping veterans, including the elimination of taxes on military pensions. And a prime sponsor of the new Stolen Valor Law. Senator Roger Pickard, lifelong resident of the community who enjoys serving Woonsocket and Cumberland and being involved year-round. Paid for Roger Pickard, Senate District 20, Democrat, Woonsocket, Cumberland. Donald G. Burke. 
present vice chair of the Woonsocket School Committee, asked for your vote again in the upcoming election. Having served now for seven years, Burke again is asking for voters to return him to the school committee for another two-year term. As an educator of 45 years, Burke understands well the bigger picture of education and the great need to create policies and programs which focus on enhancing the education of our children in Woonsocket. As chair of the Health and Wellness Subcommittee and Technology Subcommittee and member of the Policy Subcommittee, Burke leads with compassion and listens with an open mind. Since the school committee race is contested this year, Donald Burke needs your vote even more to continue serving the educational community of the city and most importantly, advocating for the students of the Woonsocket socket education program always a voice of care and a voice of reason with a voice of educational experience donald g burke humbly asking again for your vote so he can continue giving the voice to the important needs of our students as a member of the one school committee paid for by the campaign for donald g burke the name of the business all tech painting We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want to quote? Call 401-378-7765. All Tech Paint of North Attleboro, ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. All right, we're going to talk about uh, one of our great restaurants here in Woonsocket. And uh, today I'm going to uh, center on Grumpy's uh, there in South Bellingham. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. Yeah, they're open uh, for a luncheon uh, now. They started that back on October 3rd. Daily luncheons and uh, they're very reasonably priced at Grumpy's of South Bellingham. Um, when you cross the Rhode Island border, it'll take about, uh, let's see, uh, 30, 35 seconds to get to Grumpy's, all right? That close. Let's get back to the Upfront program. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, so we're talking about all the various races uh, going on, the five uh, races for uh, for the um, office of uh, governor, lieutenant governor, general treasurer, secretary of state, and um, attorney general. Uh, we had the attorney general candidate in the other day, and uh, he was uh, pretty good. Charles did a nice job of uh, of uh, making a case for uh, attorney general. And today, uh, James Lathrop is making his case to become your next general treasurer of the state of Rhode Island. And... Uh, 
we'll uh, press a button here and uh, see if someone uh, has a little comment they'd like to uh, make in connection with uh, Mr. Lathrop's um, candidacy. What do you want to talk about? Good morning. Well, it's just a suggestion, but yeah. I've often seen pre- presenting Republican ideas to people, yeah. and they say, this is great. Could I? Could you become a Democrat so I could vote for you? Yeah. And, and I, I think maybe you should say, well, I, I can't become a Democrat because I'm presenting Republican ideas, but since you like them, maybe you can dig down in your heart. Maybe you've got enough Republican in you to vote for me. Maybe you could come for us that way. So you're, so you're recommending this to our listeners. You don't have a question for James here. Do you have uh, a question for James? No, I'm just making a recognition. Ask those people yeah. to vote for you. Maybe they're a little Republican, they can vote for you. Yeah, I got it. Thank you for your call. Any comment, James? You know, my I've married a Democrat uh, woman. My wife's a Democrat. Um, I've convinced her. I think she was the toughest one to convince. So, uh, um She's voting Republican, at least for me. Yeah. Well, and, same uh, with me. I mean, I'm a Democrat. <laughs> I explained to you why I was a little bit earlier. And uh, it's sometimes tough for me to interview Democrat candidates because I don't like them. Uh, <laughs> and so I try to be. Uh, and on the other hand, if I like a, a, a candidate, I, I try to make, have people think that uh, I'm, you know, I'm neutral on every subject. But, of course, I'm not. All right. So yeah, I have a question for you. Oh, wait a minute, we got another call here. Um, hello there, and uh, what you, would you like to ask uh, James? Good morning, um, Mr. Treasurer, future treasurer. Yeah. I have two questions. Wait. Do you believe in God? I'll knock it off with that stuff, all right? Uh, uh, we're not talking. Well, what do you mean? No, I'm telling you that I'm sick of your calls. That have to do with whether somebody believes in God. I want a guy. I called twice right, the whole yeah, time. Right, and each time you ask that stupid question. Wait, oh, you know, God is stupid? It, it is, is a stupid, stupid question when, uh, when I'm no, talking God, about the general treasurer of the state of Rhode Island, you idiot. Next, next I wanted to know what his military unit was. All right, there's, a, there, there's a something in his background uh, that may be yeah, relevant. You know what that means? If you're a I'll knock it off. Uh, do you have a military background? Uh, I do. So I was in the 76th Division. We were an infantry training unit. Um, I was not an infantryman. I did the payroll and uh-huh. finances for the unit. Um, but that's the unit that I was in. All right, now that you're done screaming, do you have something else you want to say? Look. Look. Being a patriotic American, believing in the Constitution, mm-hmm. and believing in God are all... Nothing wrong thing. with any of them. But asking a guy yeah. who's running for general treasurer whether he believes in God or not is irrelevant to this program. You should be smart enough to, to know that, but you're not. Anything else you want to say? All right, you know. Hello, you're next on the Upfront program. Um, I was going to ask you something about which I know nothing because I don't know a thing about economics. I did run my family budget for 52 years, and I was successful. There's a thing called ESG. Is that what it is? They're yeah. initials that stand for a very woke agenda. You're familiar with that, Mr. Lathrop? I am. It's about uh, economic and social and uh, governance of uh, corporations. Um, there's a belief that, you know, you score different organizations. They're um, 
using that method, and then you invest in those that have the highest ratings. Um, you yeah, know, I was going to ask you about that. So, caller, uh, let me. Uh, th- th- and so, investments in politically sensitive companies maybe that have to do with the environment, or maybe have to do with uh, manufacture of guns. Do you uh, act uh, in the in the interest of uh, the money of Rhode Island, or do you uh, take political stands uh, with uh, Rhode Island uh, uh, funds? No, uh, you know my job is a fiduciary responsibility to the state and to the pensioners. Um, yesterday, there's uh, several states have pulled out of uh, BlackRock, who's one of the bigger hedge funds that um, have a big belief in this. They use um, your money and then um, vote. Um, corporations, um, their proxy votes in order to address their social agenda. Um, it's something that, you know, my candidate has kind of a little flip-flop last yesterday in the debate. He said he would not do that now. Um, and, and again, anything that is legal, um, I'm going to invest in as long as it's a sound investment and has a great return. Um, and protect the assets for um, the state and the pensioners as a whole. You're satisfied with that answer? I am, I am very happy with that answer. So am I. Um, but I also want to say, Roger, this is one of the most enlightening um, interviews, and I've listened to almost all of them only because uh, I have WNRI on all the time, as woman. you know. <laughs> but um, this is a very enlightening interview, and I am so impressed with you. Um, well, thank you. Your wife, your wife probably is one of those Trump haters, and I'm a Trump lover. But anyway, you have my vote absolutely, and I also learned something about Mr. Magazino, which I'm not going to talk about now. So, uh, good luck to you, sir. I hope that you are our next general treasurer. And if you're doing mail, then you can vote two or three times for him, too. Thank you for your call. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye. Because that's a big joke. Let's take another call here on the Upfront program. Hello there. I'll second that motion. I've listened to your show, and this gentleman sounds like the guy for the job. The thing is, I don't have a question, but you're, you're a little bit obscure, and this station puts it out for us in, in the Northeast, but you've got to cover the whole state of Rhode Island, because... Um, I think we're finally getting the message in Rhode Island that it isn't the Democrat you want, it's the best guy for the job, whether Democrat or Republican. And I really compliment you for staying Republican. I'm neither. I'm an independent. I was a full-fledged Democrat until all this stuff started happening. As you can see, uh, I, I, I picked the guy now. And, and, and you're the guy I'm voting for. All right, thank you. I'm a Democrat, and I'm ashamed of it. How, how does that feel? <laughs> how do you think of that? I am. I, I absolutely uh, do not like uh, uh, most Democrats. I have a few that, uh, you know, uh, I, um, I tolerate and a few more that I like. But most of them are on another planet, as far as I'm concerned. All right, so, um, you know, when... Um, Mr. Stephen Pryor was here. He was a pretty good candidate, huh? You know, he was. My biggest concern with him was he really wanted to expand the scope of the treasurer's office. And again, you know, I've gone back earlier saying that I really want to focus on the work of the treasurer as opposed to expanding it. Let's get what we need to do right. You must be a psychic. You read my mind. So while he was here, I was listening to him and he said, uh, 
how about um, doing, um, uh, you know, taking some of our money and um, working on um, uh, people who need financial assistance to escape domestic violence? And I'm saying to myself, what, what does that have to do with the treasurer's office? Or how about um, <clears throat> using the treasurer's position on the Rhode Island Housing Board to uh, push for more affordable housing? All the, I mean, domestic violence is a terrible thing, and I'm all for affordable housing. But is that your job? Um, I think it's to have a voice, but not to make those decisions. Though on the domestic violence, the treasurer's office does run the... Um, Violent Crime Fund, which provides some resources. I think it's a great program. One of the problems that I have with it is the time limits, that you have to file the police report within 15 days and make your claim within three years. Um, A lot of people, the trauma involved, that they don't meet sometimes those timelines. Um, I wouldn't change the program as far as the scope or the money, but I would maybe change the um, extend the time that they'd have to file a police report or the time that they would actually have to file for the request because, you know, just dealing with some mental health issues, um, organizations, I see sometimes that trauma impacts people on how they react to stuff. So once you're elected, um, uh, you're a financial guy. You know, most finance directors I, I know, uh, when they go into town hall or city hall, we're like, for instance, we our council president right now, John Ward, here in Woonsocket, is the Lincoln finance director. And um, and then I see most of the finance directors, they come to work, park their car, and then go into the finance office, and they, you don't hear much from them. So my question is, um, uh, as the general treasurer, um, like, uh, if you get elected, are you going to, like, come by here every every six months or so and talk about the general treasurer's office or are you just going to manage our money stay quiet till the next election cycle if you let me come here every six months i will i just you know i picked up a few recipes this morning from you guys so that was great um i think the treasurer's office needs to be more proactive and and more out in the community um Getting good qualified people in government finance is extremely difficult, and I think the treasurer's office can help, um, especially newer people. I know when I started out, um, there was a gentleman named David Foucher. He was the finance director in Portsmouth. You know, he reached out to me and said, look, this is your first government job. Here are some things that you need to know. Here are some people that you need to meet. Um, That was a huge help to me. I've never seen that from the treasurer's office, and I, I think that's something that I would do because, again, I keep saying it. At the end of the day, we're all Rhode Islanders, and we need to look out for each other. Um, we're a small state, and we need to have each other's back, and, and how can we make everybody better? This, oh, i turn my microphone on here. Uh, this is the Upfront Program on WNRI and uh, Daily Program. Uh, tomorrow, Chris Boulay. Will be with us on the program, and Chris uh, is our financial guy from UBS. And we'll be talking about a couple of good days in the stock market yesterday and the day before, I understand. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, today, um, I, I, well, I don't know. It isn't, um, the day hasn't transpired. Yeah. Uh, well, he'll be with us tomorrow, and he's been with us a number of years. And so on Thursdays, James, uh, on this program, we have this guy in. Uh, and he's a financial person, and we talk about uh, what's going on in, in the world. And almost everything is related to, um, to what's going on in the stock market. And, and 
investments and pensions of people and their 401ks and there's trillions of dollars in the, in the marketplace, and it affects everything that uh, that we do. You know, it, it's a very scary time that we're going through right now. The, the turbulence in the markets up and down. You know, one of the things that I've done is I created what they call a transparency pledge. Um, every politician will tell you they believe in transparency, but they never define what that is. And that's what this pledge has done. Um, I was kind of proud that Forbes magazine picked it up and said, you know, this is what good government is all about. It's not just a promise of transparency. It says, here's what we invest in. Here's what we bought it at. Here's how we value it at. Um, and I think that provides some guidance to other individuals so that they can see, you know. I look to see what Warren Buffett's buying. Um, you know, he's a smart guy. I, w I want to get the knowledge of other people. Um, and... You know, when people start talking about their own personal finances, I think programs like that are great because, you know, not knowing is the scariest part. Um, when, when you feel comfortable that, you know, even my own portfolio, you know, I'm down about, as of yesterday, about 16% this year. Um, you know, maybe I shouldn't be saying that running for treasurer, but, you know, I am honest and truthful. Um, but I also know last year I was up 26%. So it's just how do we, you know, manage those funds? You know, the state had some good years last year. Um, they were in the 20% and now they're down this year. Um, you know, those are important things and how we keep that information um, flowing to people. Well, I look at it as the uh, stock market is like the tides. They go up and down, but the tides are more uh, dependable. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll be back. Uh, no, I'll take a phone call. Uh, somebody's been waiting. Then we'll uh, take a quick uh, commercial break and uh, finish off the program. Hello there. What do you want to say to uh, James Lathrop? Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Mr. Latham, um, last year the budget for social services was 47% of our budget, state budget. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot higher, and I hope when you get in there, you analyze that account more thoroughly and people underneath your supervision if you would give each one of them one account to look to see how they can cut things because we cannot afford any more expenses thank you bye-bye bye-bye what do you think of her comments sir well i, I think that's, that's um something we can look at but the treasurer's office isn't the budget office we manage the cash we don't make decisions on how money's to be spent that's through the budget and the legislation um, i do believe that we um, can make sure how we report it out so that people know you know the treasurer's office is 90 people they have three people that their only job is to reconcile the cash accounts um, and they work every day five days a week just balancing those um, so, again, it, it's something that we'll, we'll look at and we'll provide the information, but the decision-making really is not within the treasurer's office other than our, our bully pulpit and how we advocate for things. Back in a moment. Fall is arriving at Gray Tree Boutique, 1725 Menden Road, Cumberland. 
Gray Tree carries a unique array of clothing, jewelry, home decor, food, bath, beauty gifts, and more. Take a look at the selection of homemade pieces for the fall season by local creators, as well as items from around the world. Gray Tree curates a wide variety of pieces from the USA, Europe, Canada, and Asia. Plus, tune in every Thursday night at 6 p.m. for Gray Tree Boutique's weekly live Facebook sale, featuring new arrivals, giveaways, and a fun night of shopping from the comfort of home. It's now even easier to shop their live sales with their new app. Download it for free in the App Store or Google Play Store if you have an Android. Just type in Gray Tree Boutique. Shop all of their previous live sales on the app or browse their newest arrivals. It has amazing features like shopping replays, waitlisting out-of-stock merchandise so you'll be notified of a restock, and so much more. Renee, Katie, and Jill invite you to visit soon. Gray Tree Boutique, 1725 Menden Road, Cumberland. Stop in our store, shop online at shopgraytree.com, and download their new free app. Or you can just simply give us a call, 401-333-3700. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu. Or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Yeah, two Soup great restaurants. salad bar now available. Open, uh, two great restaurants open here in Woonsocket, Savini's and Ciro's. At Savini's Tuesday night, half price on uh, bottles of wine. So $30 bottle of wine. Uh, James, uh, if it's a $30 bottle of wine, it's half price. Can you tell me what it is? That's fifteen dollars. Okay, he's uh, qualified. But if I'm with my wife, she's going to be buying two. <laughs> okay, there you go. Back to thirty. Anyway, um, uh, so Tuesday night, half price of bottles of wine, and also you can get the salad bar and soup, uh, the great uh, homemade soup, homemade style soup. They don't make it homemade because they make it in the restaurant, but it's home style. The soup and the salad bar. And then, uh, then you can add uh, what you want, some salmon yeah, or um, chicken, whatever. Uh, we're lucky to have them here. Uh, Savini's Italian Kitchen and Bar. Today being, uh, today's Wednesday, so they'll be open at 4 o'clock this afternoon for your convenience. Are we ready to uh, get back to the, um, to the Upfront program? Yes, so let's do that. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hey, uh, everybody was talking about all the travel that uh, uh, your opponent, James Diosa, did. Um, and and I didn't, I was listening about that. Um, this is not the central uh, part of the campaign. But I was listening to that. In the end, was uh, did the state of Rhode Island taxpayers pay for any of those trips or... Where they all, I kept hearing them say third party, third party, third party. No, it finally came out. So far, it's about $100,000 that the taxpayers of Central Falls paid for trips for him and, and his girlfriend. Um, you know, he took her along and Central Falls taxpayers paid for that. Um, 
you know, for me to see the world, I, I joined the army. Uh, so I guess you don't want to travel as general treasurer. Uh, you yeah. know, at they the invite end of the you to some big conference in San Diego. Uh, you know, I'm a, a pretty homebody type of guy. Um, you know, if there's an opportunity to learn something, you know, I've traveled to some conferences, but um, Massachusetts and, and Connecticut. Um, so you're willing to go to Framingham? Then. I'm willing to go to Framingham. <laughs> you know, I'm, I said, I, I hope I get to come back to Winsocket a few more times. Um, and, and especially, you know, Central Falls, the people were suffering. It was going through bankruptcy. And at the same time, you're living on their dime. And that he lied about it and he hid it in the general fund. You know, I'm going to make a quick comment. You know, there's an audit that municipalities go through that's called the single audit. And it talks about management and procedures it's not just it's not about the numbers if you look at central falls single audits consistently they say there's no procedures they've had to material misrepresentations of numbers that they had to restate numbers um, there are no controls um, this is not the person and this is a 16 million dollar budget you don't want to give somebody hundreds of million dollars who can't even ma manage 10 million dollars so today um so I get this confused. I've been introducing you for a couple of days. Uh, James Lathrop is coming. He either lives in South Kingstown and works in North Kingstown or works in, uh, well, so straighten that out. So I work for the town of North Kingstown. I've been there over five years now, and I live in South Kingstown. I've been there um, almost 20 years now. Um, as I said, my wife's been there mm -hmm. four generations. James, summarize your campaign. We've uh, got about a minute to go here. He wants to be your general treasurer. His name is James Lathrop. And uh, here's, his, uh, here's his pitch. You know, the campaign is about professionalism. It's professionalism. It's uh, quality. It's character. Um, and it's accomplishments. Um, who do you trust? You win the lottery today for $100 million. Who are you going to um, ask advice from and want help management? Um, is your life better than it was five years ago? Probably not. And, and we can do better. And, and let's make the treasurer's office truly a professional office and stop the politics and find someone who really wants to be treasurer. And that's what I want to be. I want to be treasurer. And I'll be a great treasurer. I'll work hard. And... Um, just my past accomplishments um, says that um, I'll do that. And you can count. And I can count. Well, that's the important thing to me. Thank okay. you, James, for being here. And um, we'll, um, we'll see you further on down the campaign well, trail, as they say. Huh? Thank you for having me. When you go to vote on November 8th, there will be a question on the ballot about the appointment of the city solicitor, urging you to say no and reject. This question would change the city charter and give only the city council authority to appoint the city solicitor. The mayor of the city should have input in choosing the city solicitor, since the lawyer is in city hall daily working with the mayor. Defeat this city council power grab by voting reject on question four when you vote. Paid for by Wisconsin resident, country Bob Brady.